Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Kevin is Too Excited Doing Business as Sad Times. Boy, I just got sad there. My name is Kevin. I am your host. How are you doing out there? Thank you so much for stopping by. Good to have you here. If you've never listened to Sad Times, let me give you just a little bit of a primer there. Each week, we have a kind and generous guest who comes on and talks about times they were upset, sad, angry, traumas, unfortunately, that they have gone through, uh, ways that they cope with these things. And, you know, the goal of this is not to diagnose, solve, nor judge any of these problems. It is simply to let that person tell their story so that you, wherever you may be, sitting in your cubicle, one ear listening to sad times, one ear listening to Paul Stanley banter, uh, can feel maybe a little less alone when you hear something, oh, I thought that I was the only one who thought that. So that's sad times. Uh, we still somehow have a website. It is, uh, no, I'm not going to do the www because Brent makes fun of me. And look at him, look at, oh, he just scoffed at me. Don't throw that at me. Okay, it is sadtimespodcast.com. There, you can fill out the form to be a guest, and we will reach out to you and let you know how that works. Uh, The main rule at Sad Times is the guest chooses 100% about what we talk about, and you can also listen to all the episodes there. So please follow us on your preferred podcast platform, and before we get to our returning champion, let's get to today's sponsor. And... I am excited about the sponsor because it does kind of tie into what we're going to be talking about today. So today's sponsor is the weird and obtuse shit I mumble to myself on long distance runs. When running long distances, I often have my most profound thoughts. Here are a few acting as sponsors for today's show. Number one, hey, I thought the other house had the gnomes. Number two, I should study tree species sometime. And number three, why in the holy fuck am I running? What's wrong with me? Let me just check and see. And yep, I have only gone 0.02 of a mile, even though I thought I had gone four miles. Kevin, you are an idiot. Your legs hurt and you can't even remember which house has the gnomes. All right. Yeah. Uh, those are transcribed verbatim by shit that I've said while running long distances. All right. Uh, enough of that. Let's get to, as I said, returning champion for a very special edition of Sad Times. My dear and good and close personal friend and biggest Kiss fan I know, John. John, how's it going, man? I'm I'm well. I'm very well. How are you, sir? I'm I'm hanging in there. You know, not too bad. Uh, I, you were nodding your head a lot as I was reading the sponsor. Do you do you have weird obtuse things that you at least think or say? You don't have to share them, but weird shit comes out of your mouth when you're running a long. You while. couldn't be more accurate, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um. One thing I do also is like my senses, I get so hungry that I feel like I could eat anything. Like I'll see flowers and they'll smell. Really? Good. I said, I bet that probably tastes good. Maybe you'll feel that later in the miles. I don't want to feel that way. Well, it gets extreme. It gets yeah. crazy. But you yeah. want to eat or drink anything. So very primal. Yeah. If you haven't caught it, this is a running themed episode uh, that's going to be, we were recording a couple weeks before the Chicago Marathon and it's going to be released uh, the week of the marathon. So John... First off, welcome back. You were on one of our earliest episodes, and of course, you had a family member on. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, my mother was on in April. I think that was episode 43, if I'm correct. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, we had her on, and uh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, What is her name? Bobette. Bobette. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's 43. 
and it's it's an incredible story. And I, I heard from a lot of people who listened to it and talked about her resilience, her strength. They were really inspired by her. And uh, it's a very difficult story. Yeah, she's incredible. She's yeah. incredible. And um, it was great. And you were in the studio when we recorded that. Yeah. That yeah. was a good time. <laughs> that, was, that was a blast. Yeah. Um, and where are you from, John? Uh, originally from Dayton, Ohio. Um, family, uh, mom, dad, sister, and me moved to Orlando, Florida when I was in middle school. And uh, now I've been in Chicago for about 14 years, mm -hmm. give or take, with the pandemic and all. And all of your traveling shows? And all my traveling shows. Yes. <laughs> uh, what brought you to Chicago? Um, I was in a relationship at the time. Uh, her brother lived here and a couple of my best friends from high school. I just graduated college and they were living here. So it seemed like a good move. We were both in New York at the time and uh, it just seemed really good. And we visited first and fell in love with the city. You, I feel like you do that immediately with Chicago. And that was 2007. And I uh, haven't looked back. Yeah, it is. Um it's a singular city, man. It's the best. It's fucking great. I, I always used to say there's nothing better than Chicago in the summer. And especially, if, well, as we're going to get to it, running along that lake, that's a good time. Unbelievable. It's, a, it's horrible, but it's a good time <laughs> because the lake looks beautiful. So you, as long as I've known you, so I met you in uh, early 2011. Yeah. And one of the first things I learned about you is that you really like Kiss. Yeah. Uh, but not long after we met, uh, I learned that you're a very talented actor, very talented musician, and even at that point, had somewhat of a history of running. Yeah, I started um, I started running probably the summer of 2008, well, training. Like, I got um, uh, a friend of mine's sister, I'd run the New York City Marathon, and I immediately gained interest in it. And then we were eyeing, uh, when I was moving to Chicago, I found out about the Chicago Marathon. And then I I was, I think we moved in the winter of 2008, mm -hmm. like right at the top. And then uh, signups usually happened around that time, around February or March. So I signed up right when I moved here. And then training started in June. So literally it's been my most consistent and reliable uh, relationship in this city. So it's been, has been running. Yeah, the the Chicago Marathon is is the uh, is the OG for me and the um the most important. I think the the a big reason of kind of what framed even how I am in this city. So what do you mean by that? Um, I think it's the well, I said it's the consistency. Uh, I, I've done it every year since I've been here. It's this will be my fifteenth Chicago Marathon. I missed it in twenty nineteen. Uh, dude, why because you're lazy yeah that, yeah I, I tried no i was on the road i was i was doing a tour i yeah. was doing a musical tour um and that was my only kind of setback of taking that tour was that was the race because uh i don't like in a weird way it's a character to me it's a person like i don't like letting it down um, yeah that's interesting now i i we can't go over that too fast 15 yeah this will be your 15th marathon 15th Chicago marathon. Yeah, right. Spoiler alert, not your 15th total marathon. Yeah. How much, what, in total marathons, what will this be? Uh, this will be my 31st, I believe. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's like, that's. that's crazy. Okay, so, but the Chicago was your first one. Mm -hmm. Describe that first, um, talk to me about that first summer of training. Um, I was terrified of the distance, which uh, I'm sure we can talk with you a little bit more about soon um 
but I was uh, I found a very Hal Higdon. I believe I found his training program. Yep. Um, I I blew up this huge uh, poster and got it laminated at Kinko's, probably at Merchandise Mart. Was it the novice one program? Yeah, most mm-hmm. probably. But yeah. I had a big like sharpie and all this stuff, and religiously followed it because I was terrified of the miles because I'd never done anything like that. I was an athlete growing up, but never did long distance. But I was um, so I religiously carried on with it. Uh, I took a week off because I did get hurt because I my left hip started hurting really bad. But I um, I was training on a track the whole time. All my all my miles were on a track I in was, the city. Yeah, I was at uh, the. It's a, I think it's a middle school, whatever the football track is in Winnemac Park in Lincoln Square. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it's a high school. Um, but yeah, I, I realized I was constantly running left. So, so oh, I that'll was, do it. Yeah. So I was terrified that I hurt myself, but it turned out I just was like overworking that one side. So uh, that got better. But outside of that week or a couple of days off, I don't remember which. Uh, I just religiously trained, and um, I wasn't. I I think I only like. I had a very strict diet, like Monday through Friday. I kind of let my weekends go, but mm-hmm. uh, even though you had the long runs on Saturday, yeah, yeah, okay, which was was just interesting. Uh, but yeah, um, it was just very, very strict about it. Yeah. Uh, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, when you first that first week when you ran like that first run, which is three miles. Mm-hmm. Had you run before? I mean, obviously you'd run in your life and you said you were an athlete, but like, what was your thinking after the first, second, third run? Were you like, how the fuck am I going to do? Um, I think I was just so, um, I kind of got a little pissed off before I started training. Cause I can't remember who said it, but it was like, oh, you're not running a marathon. Your body like starts to eat itself. You're not doing that. And I was like, I don't know about that, but I was, so then I got competitive with myself and then I wanted to do it. And it was a such a I didn't I don't think I knew it at the time, but it was so therapeutic to do it because I was also working two jobs at the time, so I'd be training at night, so I would do that. So I had an office job, and then I was working food service at night, and then I would train. Um, so it also was such a subconscious like decompression of the whole day, and I kind of I don't think I knew that at the time because I was just young and twenty. 22 i think 23 just, like you're just young and sprouty and just think you can do it all the time but um i had a strict path i would like i lived on like western and foster at that time so lincoln square yeah, baby and then i would run to lakeview around cornelia kind of by um Gunthries. Guthrie's Guthrie's mm-hmm. excuse me I'm sorry that Jesus Christ I'm not a Cubs fan. don't even begin not to a edit Cubs that fan, so I don't care yeah <laughs> fuck you how's that free hot dogs though and Guthrie's games. yeah on games I didn't know that well I thought you were a fan um, uh yeah I didn't say I was a I mean I like Guthrie's I'm a Cubs fan all right enough of your shit keep going so I would uh yeah so that from there to around that area would be like a 2.5 mile run and I would that'd be like my five mile trek so I'd either do that at night or I'd do the track. Back then, how did you, did you do Map My Run? No, I don't even know if that was an app at the time. How uh, did you, what did you do uh, I to, just, to do the distance? Oh, I remember. It was a website. You looked it up. It was oh. like, it might've been Map My Runs, like when you looked it online. Was it sadtimespodcast.com? Maybe. Yeah. Possible. That's a cool website. Yeah. It is very good. Yeah. Thank and you. And available. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, but I would, I would kind of map it out before and just kind of get a general idea. But I was very strict about it. But I also had the track. I did the track way more than anything else. I knew that a quarter mile was was a quarter mile. And I would sure. just do the loops and loops and loops and loops. Yeah. So was there something uh especially in that first training, the 
regular the regularness of it the four times a week i'm going to run four times every week mm-hmm. and it's going to be tuesday wednesday thursday and saturday except for one time you run on sunday did that provide any comfort to you um i it definitely in, in retrospect it definitely did but i don't think i realized at the time i think i just thought i was training it, it was it's such a such a wonderful beautiful gift on mental like my mental capacity because you could drain the day there could be such silly office bullshit or you know customer drama in the restaurant or something and like you you run for an hour and like that's stuff like that just like washes away and you could care less about it did you uh, i think that's great that you would do it at the end of the day because exactly why you said my question though is i have to do it at the beginning of the day because Mm -hmm. i would just be thinking about it all day and i don't necessarily enjoy running so how did, did that ever become a point where like, Oh God, I got to run 10 miles tonight. Um, absolutely. I think the first time I didn't too much cause it was more just like the excited fear of seeing if I could kind of like conquer it. Yeah. Um, there was definitely that, uh, I was just so scared about not being able to finish the race. So I think I had such a, at least with my journey, I think it was just so scared. I wouldn't be able to finish if I didn't get it done. And for, and for my scheduling time at that point in my life, that's just kind of when I could do it. Cause I think I'd just right. be like, I'd be asleep at my desk. I think if I would have done a, you know, a 6am run or whatever. Yeah. Right. Tell us coming into your first marathon, what did you expect that really came true and what surprised the shit out of you? Um, it was, it was above and beyond anything I wanted it to be. It was, it was, you really can't explain it to anybody until you do it, which I'm very excited to talk to you about once you finish yours. Um, whether it's a good race or a bad race or, you're having a wonderful day or a bag. I'm not talking about getting hurt. I'm just saying like, if you're, it's just, it's an out of body experience. It just, it sheds so much stuff off of your just brain uh, and literally pounds. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, I um, just super overcome. It it strips so much that it kind of gets you down to your bare bones. And then you get, you kind of really start getting internal with your feelings. And this is my journey anyway. Just, I, what do you mean getting internal with your feelings? Well, I just, you just, you're not thinking about the, in my, in my journey, you're not thinking about the things that really matter at the end of the day. Once you're 20, 23 miles in, I started thinking about like my, my grandfather, my, my mom's father who passed away. Um, he was very internal in my brain to kind of keep me going. And then next thing you know, I'm kind of sobbing at like mile 24, but it's also giving me more juice to run faster. And I think it's just, that also be, might be my just tripping because I've been like running so much and my head's just going everywhere. But if that makes sense. No, it, it makes somewhat sense. And it, are you referring to Gene? Gene. That's awesome. Yeah. Not Simmons. Also, I'm sure there was a kiss reference in that race. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I had. Now, did you listen to music on that first race? What did you do? Uh, not that race. I typically don't run marathons with music. I, I have, but I get to... Um, I get scared about battery dying and dropping headphones. And uh, I typically don't because there's so much going on. You kind of can observe, like there's a million spectators out there. So there's, you're seeing every neighborhood, you're seeing people, like it's a rock show. It's it's so great. Um, so typically I don't, I have, but um, typically I don't. So you said you've run, thir- this will be your 31st marathon. Yeah. So you've run 30. Uh, what's the long now marathon we all know is, well, or maybe you don't know, I don't know, is 26.2 miles. 
what's the longest distance you've run? Uh, I've done one hundred uh, k, which is sixty two miles and change. Uh, <laughs> did you train for that? I did not train for that one. What What do you mean you didn't train for it? I don't understand. Okay, so I'm not I'm not actually mad, but like I'm baffled. How did you do that? Um, I don't know. Uh, it it's it's a huge, huge, huge mental thing for me, and I think that's the only way to explain it. Um, I was a religious trainer in my first couple of races, and then uh, for pure laziness, uh, not because I didn't want to. It's just like schedules and getting busy and being tired and. Uh, I think just mentally after I know I conquered that the marathon distance, I think I knew I could do it. Uh, by all means, I got way slower, but mentally I knew I could finish it. So I think I just went in with that attitude, which probably isn't smart advice for anybody, but I just, I just kind of pushed through it. Did you worry that um, you were going to get hurt because you hadn't kind of toned up your body. I don't know if toned up. I think I just, I, I don't think so. I just, I just, I guess I don't think about it. Cause it's just another like mind wave when I'm doing the races and you could talk to a couple of friends of mine. I, I have two lovely ladies that I train with a ton. We've all, we're in different parts of the world now, but, uh, or the, the U S if you will. But, um, they all know I'm, I'm crazy and I don't train my, uh, Duluth dashers. <laughs> D Wait, did you run in Duluth? Yeah. Did the, did the grandma's marathon out there? Oh, I bet that was beautiful. That's a great race. It's just, it's a straight shot. It's beautiful and wonderful. But yeah. And, and okay. You have also told me going back to, I think you've kind of referred to it, but like mental health, right? So mm -hmm. you told me about times where you had something had occurred or you were really stressed out or, or whatever it was. And then you just go running, but not with any distance in mind. You just run. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I trained, well, I, di I didn't train. Well, so there's a, there's a lakefront 50, 50, there's a 50 K that happens about two weeks after, um, the marathon. So I knew, I knew I could conquer the marathon distance, but, um, I remember <laughs> this was like, this had to be right around that time of the first or second marathon. But, um, I was about to move in with someone and they told me they had feelings for somebody else and it wrecked me. So, um, I, uh, instead of like addressing the, the relationship, which is a whole nother podcast together, um, I said, well, I need to train. So I got off of work and I got a bunch of Mountain Dews and some waters and gels and salt and chips and all that stuff and just put it on my stoop. And I ran all night and I ran from probably 1130 to like 7 a.m. And then I went to the Daily Bar and Grill in Lincoln Square and had a... <laughs> a pulled pork sandwich and then passed out for the day and it kind of helped. And then it also kind of didn't, but I was like, I was so kind of numb and sad that it just like, I was like, well, better time than ever. So, and I just knew I just, I would be up all night thinking about it. So instead I just went out and ran and went to the lake and went back and ran back out to the lake and back and did circles and did this. And yeah. So you say numb and sad. So when you were starting, I'm sure at, at some point in there to have aches and pains, did, is it as literal one-to-one -one that you, that replaced the numbness and sadness, or maybe you didn't even feel it? I think, um, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely felt it, but I think it, um, moments like that, I think really give me good perspective. And that's why I think running has to be a consistency in my life. Because if I don't have something that really kind of physically is demanding on me, I think I just get to in my head about stuff that isn't the end of the world. It's important, but it's just not the end of the world. And when I'm not addressing that physically 
with myself, I'll just, I'll just go down like the deepest, darkest hole for no reason that eventually will get better. Like those situations get better, at least in my process. So at least I might as well be in my head and think about it and then get it out of my head through just draining of training and running than just sitting in bed thinking about it all day or, you know, doing it with food. Like food's a big part of my family. Like we, we eat our feelings when we're sad or when we're really happy. And like, I need that balance too with training because like I'm pushing 40, uh, the beer belly is not going away, <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, it's something I also just need now and something I always subconsciously needed. And I'm very thankful that I found it, but I always don't keep it in my life for just not giving it the attention it deserves. Yeah, I, I want to come back to that real fast. But you mentioned beer, so I want to ask you this: yeah. Tell us about, <laughs> tell us about the most horrific hangover run you ever had. Um, probably, probably marathon season, the first one, oh eight. So that was like Tim Panic, like oh, yeah. Chicago storefront theater. They'd always have these barbecues, and there was always booze there and stuff. And I drank on the weekends then. I was I was very strict then. But uh, I remember smelling like wine coming out of my pores. Oh God! And it was hot. It was like July. Oh so I'd be, no! You'd be sweating. I was just like, "Is that where's that wine?" I was like, "That's coming out of my pores." Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it, the worst for me, I I I don't want to bring it back to me, but it you'll yes. appreciate this because you're a part of this. The worst hangover run by a mile was during the pandemic when you and me oh just got God. on. We got on a Google <laughs> Hangout. <laughs> and we're like, let's have a beer over Google Hangout. That was kind of what everybody was doing. And then eight to nine hours later, I had bought the book Making Rumors because you wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Great book. And about Fleetwood Mac and still haven't read it. And my best friend had come in. I talked to your mom like 14 different times as she came into the room. I mean, I was hammered. Incredible night. And then the next day I ran seven miles and I thought I was going to die. And you did that just to do it. You weren't training for anything. No. That's crazier than than training, in my opinion. Well, I started running because of the pandemic. And I always used elliptical because my knees would hurt when I ran. Well, then all the gyms closed. And I was like, well, I, I'm going to lose my mind. So I got to do something. So I started running and my knees hurt. And mm -hmm. then I just ran through it, then which is not a good idea. Shoes. I did get new shoes. My, uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, I came on. I was like, man, my, my legs hurt. And uh, she's much smarter than I am. And she goes, how old are those shoes? I go, I don't know, seven, eight years. She goes, ah, you're an idiot, Kevin, get new shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anything about Euro trip? I think they're Chucks. About? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that shoes were so important, but they are so important. What, um, what, mo so the world doesn't know this. You're running your first Chicago marathon this year. I am, yes. And uh, if I may get a plug in, not for me, but for the organization that I'm running for, please, it's please. called Hope for the Day. Hope for the Day. And I'm raising money for that. Um, all the money raised goes directly to uh, Hope for the Day. You can find them online at hftd.org. And then in the show notes, I'll put a link to my fundraiser. Again, I get none of that money. It goes all to Hope for the Day. It's a wonderful cost. Um, so, and as we're recording this, it's September and it is suicide. I believe it's, I might say it wrong. Suicide prevention month, suicide awareness month. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but I know that 
um, obviously that's a very important thing. So any money that if you feel so moved to donate there will go directly to this wonderful organization. But yes, I'm running my first marathon. Yeah. I also feel like I've been such talking just gibberish since we started this, which was not the plan, <laughs> which makes me wonder since you are training for the first time and been in your head so much on the miles, if any of this makes sense. It does. Uh, one of the things, and I've told you this a lot, um, when I decided to do this, it was based on a couple years of you encouraging me when I started running. And um, one of the things I think about a lot when I run is what you said earlier. It's a very mental thing. Mm -hmm. And it is. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to go run 60 miles because I'm not. But um, don't smile like that. Uh, I have no interest in doing that. But I think of that a lot and I think about mindsets when I started to run and like today I ran four miles and I can't believe I'm saying this, but right now in my life, that does not feel long. It's amazing. Uh, but when I run longer distances, I have to get mad at the run. And I like, I like make noises to myself as I'm getting ready and putting on, you know, my, my running clothes, all that good stuff. And I, I like growl and all this stuff because I, it's, like you were saying uh, about when somebody said your body will eat itself. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I'm going to fucking prove that I can do it. It's, it's a version of that, yeah. but I'm just mad that the run is asking me to run that long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have a mental, uh, this weird mental game trick where you're like, even if it's less miles, you know, like I'm only running seven today, but that feels like forever. But you're like, I just today. ran. Yeah. Like, I just ran 14 the other day. And then, it, then like, like 13 miles doesn't seem that long if you're running a marathon. But oh like, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yes, well, I mean, this week, last week was the last Saturday. Uh, did the twenty, which I've learned you have to. It's recommended to do before a marathon. So I got, I built up to the twenty, and then this week I was like, oh yeah, baby, <laughs> oh yeah, smooth sailing. And then today I have running four miles, and I'm looking every four seconds at my uh, app, yeah. like what this is taking forever, even though it's quote unquote only point two miles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't you talk back to me, ma'am. I'm trying to figure out where the gnomes are. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't understand <laughs> that. So when you when you ran the first time, you did not use headphones or listen no, to anything? No. Did you have your phone with you? I don't you? even think I had a watch. I don't yeah, I was very just went and ran. And well, did you have anybody there to cheer you on? Yeah, yeah. Um I had a few people there. No, it was, I had it was a wonderful support. It was great. Tell me, and this is a really cliche question, but I'm, what what were you thinking when you saw one saw the finish line, and then two when you crossed it? Sobbed, sobbed. Really? I was tearing up, and then I crossed, and then I sobbed. Yeah, just just cried. <laughs> you know, you need that water. Well, yeah. yeah now, sleep. when you is there when you finish, is there all sorts of nutrients and water. Oh yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That you, uh, in, in Chicago, you're, you're met with, you're met with the metal, you're met with a space blanket. Um, lots of water, a space blanket. Yeah, I'm not even telling you about it. You'll just have to. Do okay. It. Well, uh, it, it better not be from fucking SpaceX. Well, who knows? No offense to anybody at SpaceX, except for Elon Musk. We don't know about the sponsorships yet. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you're, you're hit right with nutrition and everything. But it's it's just this overwhelming. Your body's stopping doing this thing. Between, you know, whether you're from a three and a half to a six and a half hour race, right. your body's just stopping all of a sudden. You're just like, what, what the hell just happened? 
and uh, it's it's so it's so rewarding. It might not be rewarding in the moment, but hours later, days later, you you start you're like, yeah. And maybe this isn't everybody, but it's definitely been my my journey, and I keep coming back to it 13, 14 years later. And the whole time you're running, yeah, there's people cheering, right? Oh yeah, like Chicago's the best marathon in the world. Like I don't care what anybody. It's, it's is it because the, of the support? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you get to 18th Street in Pilsen. It's it's a party, and like you're you've been going for a while, and you you see the support down that strip, and you're in Wrigleyville, and you're in Lakeview. You're you're in I think 17 boroughs. Not boroughs. Neighborhoods. Neighborhoods. Watch your mouth. Excuse me. Does it go all the way up? Does it start and go all the way up to Rogers Park? And for anybody who doesn't, no. it does not. It no. goes to Lakeview. Yeah. They're, they're actually like ruining a really great opportunity for it to go through the the warning track at Wrigley. I don't know why they don't. A lot of marathons do go through stadiums. <gasps> but yeah, it goes right around through Boys. Oh my God, I would love It'd that. It'd be perfect. Yeah, right? But it goes uh, It goes about um, a little bit of, a little bit of Wrigley, I think. I don't remember. Okay. I and remember I've done it enough. This is another really dumb question, but like, it's very clear. You can't, it's like, you got to go this way. You can't go that oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No question. Yeah. And it, just follow the other 5,000 people. In <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question you might not be able to answer, but I'm fascinated. So the people who win these things. Oh, I know. These like the, the big, the big five yeah. marathons, right? So that's what? Chicago, New York, Berlin, there's London. Oh, there's six. Yeah, okay. the, the world majors. Yeah. Okay. They win, um, a little over two hours or something obscene. Yeah, the record in Chicago, I believe, is 204. Okay. How do people do that? Um, well, they train. Uh, but, like, are they just... They're specimens. I think they're built for it. Like, there's so many There's so many theories and elevations that they tra travel or train at. And, obviously, they have coaches and, you know, it's they're also, like, they're aliens. It makes no sense. Because that's, like, a four-something... Yeah, like a four thirty. Yeah, like seventeen. That's insane. Like seventeen miles. Yeah, four thirty-seven like, pace. Like uh, thank seventeen you. miles an thank hour. Thank you, Wade. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have it at this expo, but they used to have a treadmill, this big like balloon thing, and you could run at their pace. And obviously, Fuck that. Obviously, you're going to fall. So yeah. they have all these like this like oh, bouncy, bouncy balloon. Yeah. So you just like tumble, but like yeah, it's like I think it's like seventeen miles an hour or something. Maybe it's fourteen, but it's it's in the teens. That's too they're much. They're just like click, like they're so fast. Their aid stations are in the middle of the road with tables with their bottles. Oh, because they're they started. They're so fast. Like, yeah, they'll probably be done before we hit our halves. It's crazy. So, uh, I don't. Even, I'm mad now. Uh, so you're you said you you referenced the first couple of marathons you ran. You were pretty. Uh, rigorous in your training yeah. and then you don't train as much but you talked about neglecting it and how you wish you didn't neglect it mm. um does that just happen because you don't have a race to train for or does it happen because even though you do have a race you have this thing where i, I don't want to train right now like tell us about what leads you not even leads you um you neglect it how what does that what effect does that have on you uh a ton. I don't think it's things I realize until after the fact. The hardest thing for me still is just getting the shoes on. Like, and and I still kind of don't feel like a runner. Do you have Velcro or? Wow. No, they're uh, from 05, so. Yeah. Oh, like me? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's so hard to get out to do it. And it's so weird because I've also done races in like negative temperatures. I've done races in 100 degree temperatures. Like I've done, I can do it when I'm out there, but it's literally about getting the shoes on and you still feel like nothing. 
Like you're like you're not a runner. Like you've never done this before. Like every time, pretty much more or less. Yeah. Um, and I, even with preparing correctly, whatever that means, uh, I still feel that way. And I I don't think that's a um a lonely opinion too. I think that's maybe also why subconsciously we go back and do it and do it again, and just to see if you still can. Like this has kind of been. This is the first year I've been kind of like scared of the distance again. Because I just, I don't think I've been like honoring it. And I know that sounds weird, but. Um, you ran last year, right? I or, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like, um, I think this year, it's every year I wanted to do Chicago more just to like to pay the respect to the distance that this city has given me. Because it's like, it's such a, it's the most consistent thing I've ever had um, in this city outside of like family and music, you know. Um, so like, I'd be devastated if I was living here and I didn't do it. Like, I think obviously if I was injured or something that would make more sense, but like, it's, it's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas for me. It's a, it's a big, big deal. Um, I've formed so many relationships because of running. I've, uh, I'm I'm a better person because of running. And I think when I neglect that, and that doesn't have to be long distance. It's just like, just getting outside and going, it's like so beneficial. And I've never regretted going out for a run and I've always regretted not going for the run. Say a little, yes. Say a little bit more about. Uh, you're a better person because of running. And I don't mean like, oh, specifically, this makes me this or that. Yeah. Kind of dive into that a little bit. What 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 makes you say that? I'm a, I get so in my head. I can, I can just spiral about opinions of me or, or my um, ideas of like events happening that are just not true or um, just me forgetting why I, like what my focus is and like, miles like just strip that away from me and i kind of feel like myself in a in a way is it that uh the anxiety the emotions etc take the back seat to finishing whatever run you're doing i think so absolutely i think it applies to anything to what people are doing like the the people that like need to meditate the people that need to go that to to get the therapy sessions in to whatever it is for you, you know, and it, it's, uh, it is one of the few things that is obsessive that also benefits your life. There's such a common, uh, connection between like recovering drug addicts and like marathoners. Like it's just, they find a healthy obsession for the other. And I think that is what replaces my head games. And I get a lot more head games when I'm not like applying to the miles. Right. Okay. And as we're recording this, speaking of, you did 20 miles yesterday. I did. Without headphones or a you know, cheering crowd. I did. Tell me about that. Uh, it was terrible. It's really bad. Uh, that is one thing I do respect about training. So it's like, I have to get my 20 miler in. I remember I was, I was in LA last year and I had to get my 20 miler in. I was, was at my buddy's house and I did it while I was at work. Like I still do the 20 miler. And I think once I get past that, I was like, okay, I can still do this. Um, yeah, it was awful. Uh, I have to tell this story because my sister would just laugh at me, but I, I used to have headphones, but one, <laughs> one fill in the toilet and there's a, uh, and I, I let it go, baby. And there, there's an open debate there yeah. whether I should have went in for it. Well, I, I mean, and I frozen that. What shit. was, it, was it the only thing in the toilet besides that, water? That remains to be seen. Okay. So you didn't even, I, this would drive me nuts, but you didn't even try to run with one ear pod. I don't AirPod. know where that one is now. It's in the house somewhere and I don't know where it is. It's coming from inside the house? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
So are you going to get in? Well, I know that you just said that you don't run a lot of marathons with these. Are you going to try to replace that? Um, eventually. I'm very excited, though. Uh, my mother, Bobette, episode 43, um, has seen me run a marathon, but my sister has never been up, and they're both coming up this year. But you and your sister, just last year, she did the half marathon with you at Disney. She did. When you did 92 races in a row. I was four. Okay. Close, very same, close. Very close. close. Yeah. yeah the, the, no, we both so did. So 18 um, times four is 92. <laughs> we've done. Yeah, I did. No, something. that's not right. 23 times. 23 times four. You Sorry. Do, you can do quick math. I'm terrible at math here. So I did the, uh, I did what Disney calls a dopey challenge, which is a, <laughs> a Thursday through Sunday race weekend, which is 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon. How'd you feel at the end of the marathon? Um, slow. <laughs> it's florida too that race starts at like 5 30 also to avoid it's yeah when, it's fucking florida and it when was that january oh okay well i don't well you know florida better than i do is it still hot as balls in january yeah disney i think does that more to keep people keep the parks open as opposed to heat I think, oh yeah they I don't really care. they say it's for heat but i'm like nah nah man but so do you run through like you do oh it, that's it, fun it, well, it's a lot of highway too, though. Like it's it's a big game. It's it's a cool. It's a very cool thing. It's a very magical thing. Um, you can leave. Universal, baby. I'm a Universal kid. So. I know you are, buddy. <laughs> no, I've never been to Universal Studios. Wow. I know. We should talk. Yeah, they, they I'll wear also, my old shoes. That's better. Mm. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah. So I did that four day race. Didn't train for that. Um. I don't know, man. Maybe that's that's my addiction, I guess, right? Is that what But were you like say so five K that's three point one, ten K is six point two. Those probably but once you got done with that half marathon, were you pretty sore? Um yes and no. Uh well you uh no, go ahead, sorry. No, it, yeah, it was a yes and no. Uh it, it wasn't too bad. It was more about the it's it's the mornings, man, because like the gun goes off at five thirty, so you gotta be up at three. Like that's the hard part of those races. And then like, you kind of just, it's pitch black and you don't know where you are. And you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then you get up and do it again. Like it makes no sense. You did get some pretty cool shirts out of it though. It's a blast. Yeah, I do. I'm a fan. And like, it's a, it's, from a collector's standpoint, which I don't care too much about. It's some Disney stuff that people can't have. Like you, unless you, you run. The yeah. Damn thing. Like there's, that's, that's, you're not going to find that in a store, which is like pretty. Or, or you go to Goodwill. Or you eventually go to Goodwill. All right, Brent, always giving the most helpful part of the podcast. Thank you, Brent. Brought to you by That's how you got that at your house, huh? You got it at Goodwill? Okay. Uh, So where does that end, by the way? Like at Cinderella's Castle or something? Uh, It ends uh, in the Epcot parking lot. It's a little anticlimactic. I know. That sucks. It starts, a lot of it's highway, dude. It's It's a lot of Disney. But you run through the castle, um, you run through, uh, animal kingdom. Like it's cool. It's very cool, but it's also very, very like, oh, it's also like a, it's so expensive. And it also sells out immediately because it's Disney. Are there any, is there anybody there watching the race? Yeah. Um, definitely not as much as a, like what you're going to see, but, um, the parks are open and you, you see a lot of people and there's, it's few and far between, but it's, I don't know. There's a lot of the other thing Disney does is there's a lot of meet and greets along the course. So people almost do it just to do a Disney thing because you'll be running and there's Captain Hook and Smee. Or you'll be rounding mile seven and there's Robin Hood and Little John. And you stop running through the forest? I wish, not this year. Yeah. 
Uh, I would have lolly. But there's people waiting in line for pictures for them. So it's more like this event. Some people run like hardcore and some people do it to do that. But um, I don't want to stop. Yeah, it's it's 7 a.m. I don't need to see Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, but there he is. You're like, great. Is, there, is Mickey, there's only one mouse in the park. Yeah. Welcome to Disney Sad Times. This is the Disney their Disney marathon Mickey's like they're in their race clothes. Oh God. That's the cutest thing I've ever yeah. heard. And Donald, Donald, uh, does he wear pants he finally? He, no, sir. He takes oh. over, but he, he runs the half. Donald, Donald does Donald in the half. suit. I didn't talk to him about that. That's oh, okay. Question. He doesn't wear shoes. I know that. So you're, well, you're one step webbed. above Donald. That's something to do. Yeah. No, I'm not wearing shoes when I run. That's it. That's a known thing as well. That's no, thanks. No, I don't, I don't it. understand that. No, <laughs> I think Brent just vomited on himself. That's Brent very, doesn't know what to do with that like information. Very painful events. Well, and you go. We talked about you know these people who who do it in just over two hours, which is dumb and insane. Obviously, amazing. I don't really mean dumb, but there are different groups, and you're in Group H this year. Mm -hmm. And tell us tell us why that's significant. Well, uh, so I originally was placed in L. Uh, so there's corrals A through D, and you can get in those through uh, past times. So if you've ran so and so miles, you get closer and closer, so you can start faster because you're going to be in more in your 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 tribe, if you will. To you're not being slowed down or sped up or anything like that. So I wanted to move up as fast as possible because the marathon has two start times. There's a seven thirty, I think an eight. I don't. Know. It, it gets bigger and bigger. But originally it was L, and I, I requested to be moved up, and they moved me up to H. So I think that puts me on the 7.30 start. But uh, my sister said it was a sign because I just recently got a hernia. So this is the, <laughs> the hernia. And you're going to be able to run with that? Uh, yeah. I just I recently got an um, umbilical hernia. Those are a blast. Uh, scared the shit out of me because like, I've never been in the hospital. I've never been to ER. I've never been really an IV. Like nothing. Like nothing. Are you a hypochondriac at all? No. So Should that, it, yes. All right. It's worked out for me. <laughs> I host a podcast. More at 11. Mm, yes. So you were like, what the fuck? And anyway, they, you told me you had that. And I thought for sure that meant, oh, fuck. He's not me gonna be able to too. Run it. Yeah. That, that was my biggest thing. And I'm also part of the Chicago race series this year, where if you do, so Chicago has three sponsored races, the, the Shamrock Shuffle, which is an 8K, and then the Chicago Half and the marathon if you ran all three this year you got another race medals like the chicago race series so this is the first year this is happening i love being first to that too so that was also like crushing me that i was doing all this stuff to do this you know to get this accolade but um so i was terrified um but my doctor came in turns out he's ran the chicago marathon like 10 times i was like can i do this so he's like oh absolutely like don't do anything stupid it was more like, just don't lift anything. Like, don't do anything crazy. Like, I think, don't lift 15, 20 pounds, I think he said. But, um, so he, he, I was like, so I can still run. He's like, yeah, absolutely. So that was another reason I, good. I really had to get my distance in this year because I was like, I don't know how I'm even going to feel. But uh, it's been this, like, kind of subconscious, like, uh, I, like, kind of know how much to eat and how much not to eat because, like, the belly button's not popping out. <laughs> But I've never had anything like that in my life. It scared the shit out of me. And I'm about to be 40. So I'm like, is this is the, it's all true. Like everybody like lies, you know, it's like, well, you turn 40, you start like going down. No, no. I was like, motherfucker, you know, like, yeah, it sucked, man. But I'm feeling good. I, I like, I don't notice it at all unless it's just like 
there. <laughs> One more time. Thank you. And then it's like a, it's I kind of gets like compared to a, like a a bendy straw. That's how it feels when you push it back in. Really? Yeah, but I eventually. I do, like bendy straws. Well, though. not this one, but eventually I do need to have like a surgery to get that kind of patched back up. So, like a bendy straw. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um. So that was that was interesting. What's the best time you've had? Do you uh, recall? My 2009. I think I ran a 3:47. That's crazy. Yeah. Is that good enough to get you into Boston? Absolutely not. I'm about 30 minutes over. Well, that's too bad. It's so fast. Like that's Bo- really fast. Bo- Boston's like the end game for big marathoners or yeah. any marathoners. It's it's so, it's the nut. No- is so- that kind of the the number quote unquote number one marathon in the world? It's it's the oldest in America, and it's it's one of the biggest in the world. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to get to Boston. It's iconic. It's huge. What's your longest time? Um, probably six thirty. Something like that. I'll probably be in. I'll probably be in the five thirty, six thirty this year. But it's also like knowing myself is also kind of nice too, because like I also will go out real hard, which you need to watch too. You're going to be around and excited and jacked up, and you're like, "Holy shit! I'm running eight thirties. I can't do this." For you know, but you're not going to know you're doing it, like unless you're like really. Well, I I'm planning on listening to stuff, and mm-hmm. I was planning on, and man, I'm going to get those miles in my app. So I was planning on doing that. So I'll, I'll know. Yeah. But, um, one thing you, you've taught me and stuff is, and the training has taught me is you got to slow down. It's hard. It's really hard. But then it, you know, I'm about to finish week 16 of 18 week training. Uh, there's really no choice at this point. No. It's like you slow the fuck down because you're like, good Lord. I mean, I just passed 400 miles. You know, that's amazing. It's too many miles. Well, I remember, I remember when I was, I was clocking between nines and like 10 thirties. Those were like at one point doing marathons and I, w- I went out hard. I was like running like seven thirties. No, fuck that. But I was like, I can't do this. But like, I'm not built to do that. And I definitely didn't train to. I was like, I have to stop this right now. But like, you're just around people and feeling good. And you're three miles. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. And then it bites me in the ass, like around the teens. And then you're questioning your life. (laughs) So I can't wait till that part. Oh yeah. It's going to happen. But it, but it's amazing. That's the best part of these for me is like, you get to the other side and it's crazy. Like you'll be, you, you could feel like shit for, for five miles and then five miles later you feel like you haven't ran at all and you feel great it's so weird and then you bounce back and then you you know it's so strange to me do you do you find that like once you started running marathons and you found them more often not always but more often when you ran into emotional or mental health things did you feel you could overcome them easier just because of doing something this difficult absolutely yeah, I don't, but I wish I was smart enough to apply it knowing that it helps. That's the hardest thing for me. And I don't understand why. Uh, and maybe that's a common tale with people and their, their things, but like, I know this helps me and I don't always apply it. And I don't understand why that is. Well, I think the answer might be what you said earlier. Like every time it's hard to put the shoes on and go out and run. Yeah. And you said you always regret not running, but you never regret running. Mm-hmm. Now I've regretted running not as much as if I didn't. Right. So I guess that's probably that's the same progress, thing as what right? you're saying. Yeah. Right? I don't really care for running. I'm getting very tired of it. Oh, it's a lot. You're you're killing it, man. Like that's hard. That's harder than the race in some ways. Well, I've I've thought of it as two things. 
to be clear, one, I'm not done with training as of this recording. And two, I have run nothing in the marathon, right? My goal has been to run, do the training, to do every run in the training and never stop. Mm -hmm. And then to run the marathon without stopping. Mm -hmm. These are my two goals. And I wish, I wish the listeners could look at your numbers. How are you so consistent with your times? Um, it's, it's, it's so three impressive. letters O C D. But that's, but that's your mind, but also your body. Like there's sometimes your body's like, no, but you're so consistently like, what are you running? Like nine thirties or something? Oh no, 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 no. I, at this point I'm running like tens. But consistent. But when I did the 20, I did 1041 a mile. Yeah. That's impressive that you consistently did that. Um, yeah. I, but when I was running just like one long run a week or whatever, I could run way faster. Because obviously you're not, you're not putting that on. Um, I don't know how I do it. I think it's part of it is I would just want it to be over. That's true. I just want it very badly to be over. <laughs> um, are you noticing uh, the dis um, this is maybe important for you since you haven't experienced it. Uh, have you noticed any differences is uh, the difference between being in pain and being hurt? Like, can you mentally tell that apart? Yes, I think, I think so. Uh, and, Neither are very fun, and I'm a I'm very hmm, OCD, very stubborn. Like I said this the other day on on an episode we were recording, but people say I'm OCD about folders, to which I say I'm OCD about life, like all of it. Um, like but the, like the game, mm -hmm. I I get those that 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 pink one and the blue one in the car, and then they fall out. And yeah, I am very afraid of hurting myself, but I'm also kind of afraid that if I hurt myself, I'll try to push through it okay. when I shouldn't and then make it way worse. Um, have you ever, have you ever broken anything or sprained anything? Like where you're like, I've, I've hurt myself. Just Brent's heart. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. there it is because there, there's a fine line where like you, that like your body's just exhausted and that's very painful. And then I think there's a big, I've difference. had some more of that. Okay. Um, if you it, could tell us apart, I think you're golden. Sorry to interrupt you. No worries. All right. Yeah, enough about me anyway. So what was the hardest marathon you ran? Uh, 26.2 marathon? Yeah, uh, right. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I'd have to think about that. Okay, we can come back to that. Na oh, oh, probably. Uh, it was in Goshen, Indiana. Goshen? Goshen, Indiana. Now, where is that? Uh, Indiana. That <laughs> uh, I was, uh, so, um, back when I was a young lad, I still want to do this. I want, I want to run a marathon in every state and I think I have eight covered so far, but I wanted to do one in Indiana and there's one in Goshen, Indiana that's, uh, on an indoor track. Yeah. So, um, that was probably the hardest cause, um, it was just on a, I think a one eighth mile track, I think. Oh God, fuck that. So it was, uh, you would go in one direction, 30 minutes, it would switch. Um, oh, good. So you don't have the hip problems that you were talking about <laughs> There you go. Maybe yeah. that's why I did have the hip problems. But um, they're blasting rock and roll. That was cool. Like, a lot of Kiss. That was great. But just like ACDC and... <laughs> Fuck yeah. And the pop. best band to run to, yeah, but in like, my opinion. Oh, absolutely. We should we could talk a whole podcast about running on music. But just like, yeah, from that to like pop music and Britney Spears and Kiss and mm -hmm. Van Halen. And, you know, that was awesome. Also, you got to see the winners <laughs> because you're on a track. So you'd see people hauling ass. Just How like, wide was that track? Um, it was like, I think five lanes. It wasn't a lot of people. It was probably 40 people, something like that. Okay. So not a lot. Um, 
So it was just hard because it was the you're seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Also, my buddy, my buddy Adam came with me, and it was on a uh, second floor track. So my buddy was downstairs just laughing at me. <laughs> Sounds like a nice guy. He's like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. No, he's the best. But yeah. he was like, it was he was so amused at how dumb I was being. <laughs> what number around? What number of marathon was this for you? Um, probably like four or five. That was also pretty, still pretty pretty early. Yeah, in the... I'm running out of places to drive to, so. Well, you ran Nashville. Now, I did. I lived near Nashville for a couple That's years. That's a hard race. Well, the hills are it's fucking hills. terrible, and it's hot. When is that? When is that race? Um, I feel like it's around this time. Humid, rather. It's yeah. it's more humid than hot. I mean, it's plenty hot, but it's the humidity that I can't gets recall you. when it is. There's a funny story about Nashville. So I've done it twice, kind of. So I ran it in 2011, and um, that's when all the floods happened. I don't know if you remember all that. A big flood came through Nashville, like flooded the Opry, like all kinds of stuff. But anyway, oh, wow. so the store, this was a week before all that happened. So we got torrential downpour. So I was running and they called the race at like mile 23. Oh. <laughs> so they're like, you have to reroute. There was like lightning. So they stopped the race and they walked us back to the start and they like kind of gave me a medal. Um, yeah, get that. It out was of my terrible. Face. Yeah, that was the first or second time you done the first time. Okay, so I, I had, I said, well, I didn't finish, so I have to go back and do it. So I went back in like 2016 and did it. And it was so hot. It was just hilly and hot and terrible. Um, the hills are just—they're not alive with the sound of music. Yeah. They're hateful, and it starts like downhill. It's ter- it's terrible. It's but no it's thanks. done. But it's done. Oh, yeah, you, I won't be ran, running. That. You ran a ton in, in Tennessee. I so did, you, but so not hot. not 26.2 miles. But still, like that ain't. It's hot. It's, it's it's so really hot, hot. Mm-hmm. and the hills are are real hills. And also, I don't know if we mentioned this. It's hot. Yeah, it's really hot. Um. Okay, so music. What's your go to music? Um, I got a couple. I got a go. couple. Um, please. Uh, I'm a big Dave Matthews fan. I love him because of the jams. A live album's great for like a three hour run. Uh, love running to Lady Gaga. Like, really love it. Um, Third Eye Blind's a big one. Um, specifically, <laughs> specifically, Lady Gaga's Chromatica. Oh, I was laughing, making fun of you liking Third Eye Blind. That's I love. Third I Eye know Blind. you do, buddy. Uh, so good. Yeah. Um, uh, and then just kind of heavy metal stuff, just like a lot of po- like pop okay. stuff and like classic rock and podcasts yeah. from here and there, but not too much because then I get too invested and I'm like, ah, you're gonna say something. Metal. Metal's great to run to. Oh, yeah. It's great. I, it's weird, though. I could do, like, sappy shit, too, and it's, like, motivates me. Like, it's it's very strange. You mean, like, you put on, like, maybe a Delilah podcast? Like Sinatra. Uh, well, you love Sinatra. I do. But he's no third eye blind on the course. Uh, let's that? clip that, Brent, where it just says, John says, <laughs> <laughs> Sinatra is no third eye blind. Cut. Right there. Chairman of the blinds. Oh, God. <laughs> Stephen Jenkins, everybody. Hello. <laughs> what? I want to ask you this. This is outside of running, uh, and I won't make fun of you. What are some of your go-to mental health albums? Oh. I kind of sprung that on you. I'm sorry. No. Um, in high school, it was Sea Change by Beck. Rough may, years. May, oh, yeah. Well, that was the first couple of breakups. You were yeah. breaking up with people. Or sea Change is a sad, sad fucking sad. record. Um, Guess I'm doing fun. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, like go-to records just to feel better kind of deal. Um, what, however you want to define um, it. A lot of Pete Yorn. 
Really mm. like Pete Young music Girl. for the morning after, Huge, right? You're yeah. a big fan of that record. Big, 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 big. Like Borders Listing Station. Been into him for that long. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just spit up a little water. Um, I really like. Uh, it it kind of counteracts with the sadness, but like I, the National is very therapeutic for me. Do you like to run to that? I chance? love running. Oh, um, they got a song called "Don't Swallow the Cap." Mm-hmm. Um, That's good advice. That that pace of that song, you'll feel like a king. It's amazing. Like I've ran, I've ran the marathon to that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's you'll feel like you're gonna win. It's, I for, of course. I mean, you have a tattoo of uh, sleep, sleep well, beast. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I for, of course forgot. Love you that you love that you love the national. Yeah, that but, they're a big, big go to for, for yeah, mental health for sure. Anything else for you that you can think of as I put you on the spot? Um, I don't know. Please I say third eye blind. Uh, Third Eye Blinds Out of the Vein is a huge... The record that I one day will listen to. It was Break Up with Charlize Theron. Yeah. Uh, in theory, that's the rumor anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, I love Third Eye Blind. I know you do, buddy. So much. Yeah. You'll get it one day. No, I won't. You probably will. No, stop. If I gave you lyrics and said I wrote these lyrics, you'd be like, this is really good. I was like, oh yeah, Stephen Jenkins wrote this. Yeah, and then I'll then I'll go and I will not step back from that ledge. I'll just jump. I'll get you guys some new cables. That's right. I was waiting for you to do that. <laughs> Hello. What's that called? Rockstar? Yeah. Mark Rock, Wahlberg. Yeah. Maybe? For years, John is like, We gotta watch Rockstar. We gotta and so I sat down and, and, and we watched it and I was like, Okay. Story of Judas Priest, baby. Baby. Stand up and shout. I feel like we talked about Rockstar last podcast. <laughs> Probably did. That and Kisses the Elder. That's what I'm going to listen to on repeat during the run. Yeah. Just, uh, uh is that, did I do a good elder? I think that was one of those old ghost things. Oh, you yeah, it kind of was. Or it's, it's like, um, Alec Baldwin and, um, Gina Davis in, in uh, Beetlejuice when they're trying to be the ghost to scare them out of the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No feet. Any Dylan in there? I know you're going to say Never. no, of course. Never. Blood on the Tracks, my favorite record of all time. How is that relevant to this conversation? Uh, mental health. He recorded some of that on my birthday. Yep, he did. And I've that was to, when he re-recorded it. And I've been to Minnesota. I have to. <laughs> I have too. And I know when your birthday is. Full circle. December. Big four zero coming up, baby. My train to this podcast was the twelve twenty seven to Aurora. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Aurora, Illinois. Do you have an extensive collection of name tags and hairnets? Excellent. Yeah. What's your stance on walking in a marathon? Um, do it if you have to, man. I'm not opposed to that. It, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to do anything involving that. If you walk 26.2 miles, like it's, it's, it's incredible. I remember <laughs> this is the same girl that, uh, told me she was in love with someone before we moved in together, but she did a marathon the next year and we were not talking because mm-hmm. we had a bad fallout. And I remember she ran it and I called her. And she was, she just like, I get it. I get it now. And this is amazing. And thank you. And like, this is awesome. And then like two days later, we weren't talking again because Mm. like life came back in. But like, that's, that's what I'm trying to explain about the marathon. Like it just strips down. You just kind of, you're just equals again. You're just with people. Also, like I compare that with hot yoga a lot too. Like it, like you get really nervous about being in your underwear and like, and then you just start sweating your shit out. You're like. I don't, I could care less about anything. That's like silly. Have you done a lot of hot yoga? Back in the day, I did a ton. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did. What's back in the day, like 2008, 2009? Mm, I don't even remember anymore. But I, yeah, I was, um, I was, I was an assistant where I, I cleaned once a week to kind of get classes. <laughs> B yoga Andersonville. Yeah. Yoga John. Yoga John. Yeah. Yeah. That was a hot yoga. I guess I knew that. I, I apologize. I forgot that. That's okay. They're a wonderful studio too. And they're, they're, uh, they're incredible. So what's the name? B yoga Andersonville. I think they're changing their name. But so, it's up in Andersonville, a neighborhood in Chicago. Yeah, I think they're looking at new locations at the moment, but they're, I haven't been there in years, and they're still everything. That's another place. I was like, why am I not in that room, like just sweating out bullshit? <laughs> like, why do you think you're not? Uh, it's just like getting out of bed to do it. I've never regretted also being in a yoga room. Like as soon as I get in, I was like, yes, of course. So I don't know if it's like I've been away for so long, I like have a fear. Do you think there's self, and I'm not prescribing this no, on you, yeah. Do you think there's self-sabotage involved in that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know to what degree, but yeah, I think um, I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. For sure. But like, I, I, I've been running for 10 plus years and I still question myself. I don't know why. Probably the, the same reason you run. Yeah. Your brain is working that way. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, so let's see here. As of recording, it is now 17 days away. Oh, wow. Yep, coming up. So should probably get ready for that. Yeah, you, well, you ran your twenty. I ran my twenty. I did run my twenty. Yeah, and uh, you loved every second of it. <laughs> Any, you know, as we're wrapping up here, John. I mean, a little bit different, but obviously, you are. Um, I have what I call reading heroes, people uh, who I really look up to for what they've read and all this stuff. You're certainly my running hero. Uh, because of the amount of time you've run, even though you, you give yourself a bit short shrift, what I see is a very strong commitment to it and the mental ability to do it no matter what. Uh, I think that says a lot about you and your character. Um, and I appreciate you coming on again and, and talking about that. But as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that you wanted to maybe share in part that maybe we weren't able to talk about today? Um. I'm excited for you. I, I really want, I can't wait to hear about your perspective to see if you're like, yeah, that was all bullshit <laughs> or like, yeah, never again. Or like, I'm very curious to see your journey because I think, um, you also have such a, an amazing mental capacity to be like, I hate this. And then you go out and do it again. Like that's like, I had running buddies. I had occasional group runs here and there it, with past races. So like, that's amazing. That you're just like literally going out and the burbs and doing it like that's, that's really hard. And I don't think people realize that. I don't think you realize that. So, and I, um, I'm curious to see where your mindset stands with running after you have conquered the race to see if that's like, if that's it for you, if you want to do more, um, if you get hungry to be faster, um, if you're content, like it's like, I'm curious to see what it does for your brain. So. Well, uh, I'm hoping to finish and maybe we should come back on. And we can record an episode sometime after the marathon, not too far after. Yeah. Um, just to get a kind of an eye, a, a check in. Yeah. Maybe it'd be like a two second. But nope. No. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Fuck you, John. Nope. Thank you. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you, sir. I uh, hope you have a great race. And thank you, as I've told you over many text messages, but uh, thank you for listening to me talk about running. Thank you for inspiring me to run. Thank you for always being supportive, you know, as I run through these things. So thank you very much. Of course, anytime, anytime. And I will go ahead and end this show the same way I try to end all of them, which is 
to remind everyone that there is always room for kindness and grace, even with ourselves. Um, As John and I were just discussing, I think a lot of us forget that all the time. It is worth remembering on a daily basis. There is always room for kindness and grace, and we'll see you next time on Sad Times. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.